Somerset Diner in Somerset, New Jersey. Real quick, uh, the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast is sponsored by Generation Records, located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village in New York City. Go to generationrecords.com and get anything uh, you want from the store online if you cannot make it to the brick-and-mortar location. Um, follow them on Facebook. Just look up Generation Records and on Instagram, at Gen- also at Generation Records. This podcast is also sponsored by New Republic Printing. Uh, newrepublicprinting.net go there and uh, they could print on any kind of any article of clothing that you want there is no screen fees there's no setup fees and there is free shipping to any commercial address so I always say if you order 50,000 shirts and you have 12 and you have you know 1,200 boxes and if it's shipped to a commercial address it doesn't cost you a dime extra I have no idea nobody else does that I don't think but uh, I've been using them on and off for about 10 years or so NewRepublicPrinting.com on Instagram at NewRepublicPrinting and on Twitter at NRepublicPrint and with all that said and done here we are once again at the Somerset Diner in New Jersey episode 148 with my guest long time coming we've been trying to get this done I think try, I think last year we I started your flyer but uh, <laughs> my friend Ryan that's right He's a, uh, what do you do, Ryan? I do a lot of things. <laughs> I know you do a lot of things. That's why you can't get a hold of me. I'm always That's doing right. something. That's right. Well, filmmaker, mm-hmm. you have your own film production company, I guess yes. you would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, a small one, yes. A small one. Well, in de- like, I like independent. Independent's yeah. good. Do your own shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, beat to your own drum. Be yeah. your own boss. I, I, I respect that. And uh, You can put out what you want that way. Exactly. And uh, you were also the creator and mastermind behind the New Jersey Horicon. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also the newer si- horror sideshow markets. Yeah. I which, do a lot. Which I think I've attended every single one except for except for uh-huh. one con. Wow. Everything except for one. That's and there was like a reason why I couldn't go. Like, like a top fan. Like on Facebook. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got the top <laughs> fan badge. I don't even know how that works. How does that even work? I don't know. It's don't weird. Know. It is. But, well, uh, you know, I'm always on there because I always, you know, looking for guests and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, I just, I have to stay creative. It's just what I do. So I also I play that. in a band, too. Do you? But, That's right. You yeah. do. Last, yeah, mm-hmm. at the last Sideshow Market, we were talking about that, and mm-hmm. you let me know that. Talk about your band, man. Talk about whatever you well, want to talk about, however you want to talk about it, in whatever order My you band want. was, I would think I would start playing drums when I was 15. Okay. I'm going to be 40 tomorrow, believe it or not. Yeah. And, Happy um, birthday. Thanks. Fourth step there. Fourth plateau. <laughs> yeah, it's a little scary. But uh, I like That's moving fine. forward. Anyway, um, so the band is called Crash Romeo, and we were on Trust Kill Records for a long time. Uh, you were on Trust Kill? Yeah. Okay. Two albums out. Uh, it's a hardcore band, uh, hardcore label, but we are not a hardcore band. Right. Uh, I'm a... We're definitely straight up pop punk. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, 
We haven't recorded in 11 years, and we are recording a new album right now. Uh, awesome. I really haven't said it was an album, but we we have said we were recording on our on our website and everything. But um, it was weird because when we were doing the band, there was no social media like it is today. So right. it's a lot different. Um, we were basically handing flyers out and doing... That's where I came the, from. You know, the postcard thing, and um, I still do that today with the convention and the market and everything else and I take basically everything that I do now with the shows uh, you know I've learned with doing with the band with promotion at least but right. um, we were on the Warped Tour for three weeks we no did shit. two big huge tours across the United States we played in England we've been uh, a lot of different places and I've got to see a lot of amazing places so I love every minute of it. I think it was a great um, experience, and so you got we're happy itch. to do it again. Yeah, I'm, uh, my brother is a singer in the band. I'm the drummer, and we have two other guys, Steve and Big Steve and Little Steve is what we call them. Okay, <laughs> nice. And uh, we've recorded five songs already, and we're going to do another five in April. Oh, so that's so, a full-length record. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we're, we're working with the same producer we worked with since I was a teenager, So, um, and he has done amazing albums I, don't, I can't even name them all, but there's a lot. Dillinger Escape Plan. I think he worked on the Starting Line album. Uh, there's a bunch. Um, early November. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but no. they, so um, they're all like in our realm of bands. Okay. But um, did you grow up on like hardcore and punk rock and stuff? Pop punk, basically. Okay. One of the first bands I listened to was Goldfinger. Okay. <laughs> now they're still playing, kind of, but it's only John Feldman. But John Feldman is a who was a singer of Goldfinger is a huge producer now. He does the Used. And oh really? Does, like Story of the Year, and um, uh, he worked. Uh, I, he worked with Blink-182 now and everything, so... He's, That's cool. But he kind of brought the band back and has put out an album. I think it was a couple of years ago I put out an album, but... Um we're just I I just have to be creative, so that's what I do, and I I love recording. So yeah. uh, I don't know how much we're gonna play live, but right. we are gonna do, you know, some uh, hopefully a music video or something like that. That I'll probably I think you almost direct. have to do a music video nowadays. <laughs> you almost yeah. have to put out a video, just something, you know. Yeah, to, yeah and uh, we have a, one really good song we like so far. I mean, they're all really good, but um, does, does that one well, stand out? Yeah, I think there's a couple really good ones. Like, and there's one that's a little different that we're. Not used to like uh, it has a little country vibe to it, which we don't really listen to country, which is weird. It just can't, right. comes out that way. So. That's fine. And I'm a lefty, so I. It's a little weird. Yeah, I play the drums right-handed though. It's weird. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm a righty, but I count money like a lefty. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's weird because usually it's, it's like I the hold the money and then I put it to my left hand as mm. I'm counting. Okay. Which is odd. Yeah, that is. It's the only thing that I do left-handed, which is weird. Because usually it's the other way around because it's a righty world, I think, we live in. Right. <laughs> and it that's is. why I do a lot of righty things. Like, even on the computer, you know, the mouse is in my right hand. Okay. So, But I write left-handed. I can't write right-handed. So gotcha. I used to bat left and righty and when I played Little League. All right. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, so I do in the band, and... Um, and that kind of led into, like, I also kind of, I was making movies sort of, like, at that time. Like, I would do a couple music videos for us, and I made, like, a bunch of short films when I was uh, starting around, I think, 15 or 16 is when I kind of started doing the band and the the music uh, the movies together. Okay, what um, made you want to stop shooting videos and doing movies? So, just, I grew that's something, up. that's, like, something, I mean, yes, you're creative, but that's something, like, 
all right, I think I'm going to pick up a camera and start piecing yeah. together and creating. Like, that's, you know. Yeah, it's, well, it's, uh, I didn't think of the challenge really when I started it because it is a huge challenge. Mm-hmm. I just love the creative totally process imagine. of how people made films. And when I was young, I would watch so many movies. I mean, every Friday I go to the movies with my dad and my brother and, uh, and I think I saw Pulp Fiction when I was 14 years okay. old. I saw that in the movies. <laughs> yeah, in the movies. the movies. I wasn't really supposed to. Right. Um, I've seen the, a lot of things at a very early age I was not supposed to be watching. Yeah, like, Absolutely. All the horror movies, too. But, like, sure. People Under the Stairs, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was young when I saw a lot of those movies, like, right when they came out. Um, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't think I was too young. But um, I, I saw it at some point when it was on video or whatever. Yeah. Um, I saw the part. Future. I saw part three of Nightmare. The earliest I went, I saw part three in the movies. Mm-hmm. It was the same year that I saw the earliest Friday the Thirteenth. It was part six I saw in the movie theater. Yeah, well, I I think all the sequels are pretty good. I think they're pretty good. Yeah, I, I like the fourth one. I think is my favorite. The Friday Thirteenth. Right, we yeah. can get into that as we start talking about <laughs> conventions because I'll talk about that shit all day long. So yeah, so. Um, yeah, so I just, I, I liked the creative process. I said, well, you know, I'm doing music, but I kind of wanted to film things and kind of, it's it was more of my own thing right? to do the movies because the band was a group effort. So um, I got to kind of call all the shots. And so that's what I wanted, uh, like creatively, I wanted to be able to do that. And um, I had a bunch of friends, I think, who were filming things and, um like, when I was in the, the punk scene in New Jersey, everybody helped each other out. Sure. Now it's, and then it started not happening. Yeah. And everyone Same with the fighting. hardcore scene in New York. Yeah. Same thing. And I come from, like, helping each other out, and a lot of people don't do that anymore. It's it kind of, it's a shame, I think. Because yeah. Because it's... Uh, and it's translated over differently now. People will be like, yo, but I support your stuff. But, but mm-hmm. pressing like... On Facebook is not supporting my no, stuff. No, like doing coming stuff. Out. Yeah, coming out is the right coming out or to the show. Well, actually, uh, yeah, I would love another cup. Thanks, man. Like you do. What? Like I do? <laughs> what? You come, come out, out and hang and support. And I do. Yeah. I do because it's it's my whole thing, and we'll get into that too. But we got to go through your films, and then we'll start mm-hmm. all the convention and horror talk because we can okay. go. We can go for a while. And like I think with some where we have crossed paths because of the hardcore scene, and I'm sure we played hardcore shows when we because there's a lot of shows we played because of Trust Kill Records, right? And that we didn't really belong there, but we right. still played, right? And you know we played with a lot of like I can name a bunch of the Trust Kill bands like Bullet for My Valentine, Walls of Jericho uh, was on there for a while. I think, yeah, First Blood we played yeah. with them a few times. So. Like, like, you know, everybody's great guys and everything, but it just we didn't fit with right. the other band. So Sonically, it was hard. Fit. So that's kind of why I think we stopped playing after the two albums. And uh, it was, you know, there wasn't a lot of opportunity on that on that label. We were going to get signed to another label, but then it kind of just stopped for a while. Right. So now that, you know, we're back doing it, we're kind of doing it on our own. We might look for a label. We might not. We don't know yet what's going to Yeah happen because you don't really need to do it uh, that way anymore. You don't. Absolutely not. And we kind of established a name in a way. We have our fans. We have Spotify already without us even doing anything. So um, it's not a huge fan base, but you know, it's we still have those people. We've done a reunion show before and it was uh, it was a good turnout. We had basically 
basically packed the place, so... Nice. Um... The, well, it off, proved to me that it was still off mic. When we're done, when we're done, I'll, I'll give you the name of a couple of people that I know that yeah. that have record labels mm-hmm. and they're okay. doing awesome sure. shit. So I, I can put you in contact with them because they they yeah. people say nothing but awesome things about them. Mm-hmm. So off mic, I'll I'll talk to you about yeah. that. And Tresco was like an indi- is was an independent label yeah. in New Jersey, and but they had a lot of great distribution, and that's really why we wanted to go with them because they had Sony and Universal distribution, sure. and we got you know our CD out in Japan and wherever else it was everywhere. Yeah, and uh, so we got that exposure, and that's really what we just wanted from absolutely. That. Um, we were living in a van for a long time. That's always fun <laughs> isn't around it? the country. You yeah. learn a lot about people when you're living in a van, driving around the country, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta hide your food. Yeah. <laughs> hide your food. You gotta deal with people's smells, people's attitudes. Yeah. You you want to cannibalize shower, each shower with the uh, hose in someone's driveway. Yeah, <laughs> listen, take a bird bath somewhere. Listen, to yeah. whatever has to happen. <laughs> and you know, I finally got my first camera, kind of when we were playing too. So I I shot a music video called Dial In for Murder with, with uh, the band. And we shot in this really cool old house um, in Burnsville, New Jersey, and okay. had all these different rooms and all these weird, like rooms. Like one was like an animal room with like animal print on the walls, and so I got to like come up with the concept and do all that, and, um, and that's kind of my first like horror thing I did. Um, and that was for the band. Was more, well, yeah, was a, okay. It was more like it was basically zombies in a house coming after us and killing one each of us one by one. Okay. And um, and there was like this killer also in the house trying to kill us as well. But there was zombies in it somewhere. <laughs> Is that on YouTube now? Yeah, it, Dial it, it's M pretty old. Yeah, that's all right. But um, yeah, we shot it with just a you know small camera and um, but I already did about ten short films by that point but most of them were comedies okay and I was trying to be like more you know funny in the beginning but yeah. um I loved always loved horror and um like I used to you know I go to Chiller Theater all the time that really was my first convention my first convention ever was Chiller too and you know what mm-hmm. I kicked myself in the ass because I can't, I've been into horror and mm-hmm. true crime and all that stuff since I'm a little 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 kid and my friend Mike Scandato, he hit me up because he knew that I was a huge fan of the movie Madman from 1981. Oh, okay, yeah. And that was the first horror movie I ever saw in the movie theater when I was like yeah. six years old. Wow. So he told me, he hit me up, and he was like, yo, Paul Ellers is going to be a chiller who's Madman Mars. And I was like, no shit. And I went there, and that was like five years ago. Oh, wow. It was my first time, and I've been consistent mm-hmm. ever since, whether it's yours, Monster Mania, Chiller. Yeah. There's even the pop, rock, and horror thing. There's, yeah. there's little other ones, all shoots. I try to hit as many as I can. Well, like, I actually think my first convention ever was Fangoria in New York. No shit. At the New Yorker Hotel. Huh. Uh, I don't think I was able to even drive yet. So I think it was, I must have been around 17, 18 years old. That must have been crazy. Maybe. And then we went to Chiller. So my dad took me to the Fangoria, and I remember... It was Daniel Harris was there. Bruce Campbell was there. Um, Gunnar Hansen was there. Oh, I never got a chance and to meet Gunnar, man. He was the first person I met, actually. I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I never got and a chance to meet my, him. my poster. I still have it. And uh, oh. and then after that, I met Danielle, and and then I saw Bruce Campbell, but he was sold out already. Like he was, His show was sold out. He was, like, speaking or something. And I, he, like, went by me, though. 
Right. And so I started to see there was like this huge fan base of horror and I, I didn't that I didn't know existed and this, you know, great family of horror fans. So great. And then I started going to Chiller and just as a you know, a regular patron and um, you started getting to know everybody. Yeah, and then uh, next thing I know, um, in the room with Zachary, the cool ghoul. <laughs> and uh, for seven years, I was in that room with him uh, for every six months. And I was a guest at, at Chiller Theater. And I was showing my movies there. And we were selling out the, the movie showings. That's great. And I would premiere my movies there, basically. And um, we were able to have that platform. And, and Kevin, who runs Chiller, was able to give that to me, which is amazing. And um, I'm I don't think I've ever met him. grateful for that. Um, yeah, he, he, you know, it's hard sometimes to meet the promoters because it's, yeah, it's a crazy uh, business. It's a crazy uh, thing to be involved in, and I'm sure um, it is. You, you have no time. You, you have to stay up all night to get things done. Sure, and it's the only way it's going to happen, and it's not. And people think, oh, you just do the show and then you go home, but no, it's an everyday, twenty-four hour job because people are always emailing you. Always talking to you, you know, and, and you're always planning, and sure. you want it to be perfect. Yep. What ends up happening is everything just kind of falls apart right before. <laughs> of course, <laughs> and that then you have to improvise. But it's a lot like directing, is what I treat it as. So it's like you know, it's like you're directing a live show almost, right? With your cast and your crew and everybody, and and um, you just have to make you have to make decisions fast. Sure. And or it doesn't go smooth and you have to put out fires fast if there's anything. Uh, the key is that no one sees those fires. Basically. Right. But um, I was at Chiller. It was amazing with Zachary. He was such a nice guy. Unfortunately, he passed away. And while I was still like going there um, and then I, they moved me to another room and I did one more year. And then I kept thinking to myself, you know, I'm, I'm coming here. I'm promoting my movies. I'm paying for a table. Uh, I mean, I'm still a guest or whatever, but that's which is good exposure. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm. Thanks, man. I'm going to other conventions and paying for tables to promote my movie. Right. I said I, I used to also do punk shows back in the day in my town. Well, not many, maybe ten of them. I made. But you know how it is to book people and deal with people and try to get everyone on the same page at the same time at the same place and. And I saw. Oh, let me. Things I think, fall apart there too. Yeah, I would love to just do my own con. Sure. And I, I, at the time, you know, yo, I'm just gonna do it because I, I already done the band and made movies, and I just said, oh, I'm just gonna do this, you know. Yeah. And um, I think uh, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Well, I think I really wanted to build the horror community more because I felt there was a, a missing link with like. The independent filmmakers right. and the conventions. And, you know, you have all these big celebrities there and all this stuff that brings definitely brings people in. But you also want to feature more movies, and there wasn't a place to do that. Right. And I went to, you know, Horror Hound. I go, I've been to Never been. Other sh- like other shows in other places. Where is that, Cleveland or something? They have one in Indiana, and they have one in uh, Ohio, Okay, I think. There's I went something... to the one in Indiana. Okay. I won a Horror Hound Award, actually, for my movie, that uh, the last movie I made. Which one? Uh, Pretty Fine Things. Pretty Fine Things. Okay. And um, I've made four full-length features, uh, ten short films, which will never probably see the light of day. 
which people always have those little skeletons that will never they're embarrassed they're just or whatever. comedies they're not really horror movies and um, they're like little short things that you know I was basically with those ten short films I was built I was just it was like training to me on how to make the movies and how to structure a story because I write my movies I direct them I edit them I produce them I mean I um, hands on and some and I'm in them which is a bad decision but <laughs> oh my god but I am in Zombies Incorporated which is a uh, TV series format that we do um, we've done 24 or 5 episodes of Crazy. those um, and they're like spin-off characters from my trilogy that I, that I made out of the 3 out of the 4 movies is a trilogy right um now, and people can get these DVDs yeah. on the merch site. Yeah, so merch I actually... merch link on the New Jersey HorrorCon site. And now I just put them up on the HorrorCon site because I was, it was stupid to have two different places True. to get things. Yeah. So I added them on there. Um, the first movie's called Mary Horror. The second one is Sheriff Tom vs. the Zombies, which is a sequel, and then Witch's Blood, which is the conclusion to that story. Gotcha. Um, it's basically... Uh, a revenge story um, where um, Ma- uh, Mary's, Mary Horowitz is her real name and they cl- end up calling her Mary Horror but she ends up killing uh, she ends up think, they think that she killed her family in her house but really there was like a murder in there okay. and she was injured but she gets blamed for the murders because they think she's mentally ill okay. and so she ends up killing herself and coming to bring herself she gets into kind of like this witchcraft thing she re- she's reading this this book that basically says if you kill yourself and you do it a certain way that you can come back to life and kill you know have revenge so basically that's what she does and she does come back to life and has this revenge and there's a sheriff that's trying to stop her okay but at the i'm not going to give it away but basically the sequel is about his story the first movie is about her story and the third one they kind of come together gotcha um and it all kind of intertwines um I think we shot the first movie for like five thousand dollars. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great, though. That's awesome, dude. And it, it didn't really go much up from there. Um, it shouldn't have had, to. It was amazing people working on this movie. They would dedicate everything and work pretty much for nothing. Right. Because I'm working for nothing, basically. Right. And it, so you know, we had one person that was funding things, and that was it. And so we would get the basics: camera, lights shooting in the woods most of the time we had to drag electric cords out for who knows how long nice um luckily i had an awesome locations given to me um we shot on this farm mostly um all three movies really and then we had this great house which is not too far from here um it's a historical house it's still standing uh it's the van lu van lu sidan house okay and, um we made that Mary Horror's house. It's like right out of a movie. And actually, right. Steven, is it like a landmark or something? Is well, it? it's, it's like a historical building. Okay. It's, it's really old, but the outside just looks really cool. And right. Stephen King, his new miniseries, just shot there. No shit. And I saw in the paper, like, they're using the same house. I'm like, hey, I used that first. Yeah, I used that first. Isn't that great when you do something, yeah. the next thing you know, someone goes somewhere yeah. else and does it? I think Julianne Moore was there and everything. And Julianne Moore? She's in it. I nice. Think, yeah. Um, but yeah, our little independent film shot there first. Because I would pass it all the time on the way to my, at the time, girlfriend's house. Now she's my wife. But we. Yeah, she, congratulations. Thank you just recently got married. I know that. January, yeah. I've got a lot of things going on here lately. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> I know. It's good to be busy. Yeah, we. so I would pass by it every time I go to her house. 
and I was like, oh, that's a cool house. I got to shoot there one day, like make it something. And then it actually kind of inspired me to write the story, and that's when I started writing, you know, the first script and um, doing all that. Um, and it was like, it's just the perfect house. The inside is not the same as the outside right. in the movie. So okay. once they opened the door, we had to go, you know, the, the next scene took right. another place. Um, I actually used the same house as we did for Dial M for Murder music video. Gotcha. So I went back there. All right. Um, and I shot another, I shot on two other farms. One was my friend Tom's house, and another one was our friend Pete. And um, and that was acres of, like, pretty fine things I shot on that farm. And he had an empty house where I could just do whatever I wanted with, so we built sets in there. Oh, that's we, great. You know, we bring furniture in. We had roads that went through the the property so you didn't have to go on to the main road and no one bothered you oh that's awesome so it was just an amazing nice and easy yeah just go out there and do your thing with no you know no one bothering you yeah and so I just started getting into the movies that way and uh, I really enjoyed doing just making my own films and watching these actors like bring the characters to life and Everyone I've always worked, we always had a great time on all the movies. We've always worked, everyone just gave 100%, and I appreciate everyone being a part of the movie so far. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be more to come. I, it's been about three years since I've made All right. Well, you have your fingers in a lot of other things, man. Yeah, I like to keep busy. and you know, Me too, especially doing the things that you love to do and things that are fun and creative. I do the same thing, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I try my best to do yeah. things like that. Pretty Fine Things was the last movie I made. Okay. And that was that is my favorite movie I've made, definitely. I worked two years of my life on it, um, filming it and everything. Um, again, we only, I think we made it 15,000, maybe something like that. Okay. At 20, maybe 20. I don't even remember. Okay. <laughs> and that, um, you know, we have, because we got, really, we spent it on equipment and, and the quality of the film. Sure. The, you know, the sound equipment, the, the cameras, the, the, you know, some of the locations we paid for. We got this, um, great, um, it was like a, I guess it's a health club is what it was. It's more like, I don't even know exactly. It's a racquetball club, but it's also a health club. Okay. So they they let me shoot in there. So I turned, they have a lot of offices and stuff, so I turned the front of it. You walk in, there's this big desk. Turn that, if you look at the movie, you see it's the police station in the movie. But if you look really closely in the background, you can see, like, the shoes, (laughs) the athletic shoes and stuff like that. Nice. But we use that a lot of the offices there for those um, scenes, and um, and that was a lot. You know, we have to work with their schedule when they're closed, so it's a lot of late nights and right. overnights, and in the woods in the middle of the night. It's <laughs> always fun. In the cold, you know. Yeah. But um, it's all worth it in the end because we had a great premiere. We got distribution through Wild Eye, releasing. Beautiful. Uh, Rob from Wild Eye is an amazing guy. He really supports independent film. He supports my film festival at the convention. Yeah. Um, he puts out a lot of great movies. Um, I think he's going to actually end up putting out my older stuff so that it's more accessible. Okay. About, like, streaming it and stuff. No, I could like be that. wrong. Was that the same distributor that put out Velocipaster? It might be. I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. You're not familiar with that movie? No. <laughs> yeah. But probably. It was. Probably it was, it was. It sounds like one of his titles. Right. But it, but it, I think it was. It was playing at the last. It was. Yes. Oh well, maybe that might be. Oh, Velocipaster. Drop my cheese. Oh, I, you know why? Because sometimes Wild Eye puts in. They, it's such they a ridiculous movie. So I watched it. 
with t- Tony Goggles, who's also an independent filmmaker. Right. He's an amazing guy. Tony uh, Goggles? Yeah, and he's a great filmmaker. Uh-huh. He did a bunch of blood-sucking teenage bimbos, I think was his last movie. He blood-sucking made. teenage <laughs> bimbos? A teenage blood-sucking bimbos, I think it's called. All right, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> very good, very creative guy, just like me. So he's like the director of the film festival, and me and him watch a lot of the movies. Right. I mean, um, we watch them all, basically. But mm-hmm. we get two, 300 submissions every time, so it's really a lot of work. Right. And we have some other judges and everything, too, so it's not just us. Right. But, you know, I try to watch everything that comes through. But Wild Eye always shows some movies... And it gets put into the schedule because right. there's a sponsor. Right. I don't always see those. Gotcha. Movies, so yeah, <laughs> it could have been. Yeah, because I had watched it like like a month or two before the mm-hmm. convention, and me and Nikki, my girlfriend, who's always with me at them, we we went into the back room because it was a different setup last time at the at the showboat. Yeah. And we walk in and we're like, "There's no way right now, Velocipaster is <laughs> on," and everyone's laughing because it's so ridiculous. It's yeah. it's so bad that it's great. That's definitely yeah. a wild eye movie. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the last show wasn't a challenge. So we had it was about, a challenge? Well, well because was, yeah, normally we're on the floor at the yeah. showboat in Atlantic yes. City. Um, and we were moved with probably 10 days to oh. two weeks. Because um, they were shooting a movie, they were supposed to be out of there. And they extended their stay. Right. So we. Um, got pushed upstairs, but um, the showboat was very accommodating. Right, and they were very, they were very good at, um, you know, working with us and trying to get everything, you know, going. And I think like we had to move basically the whole show up to a different. Yeah, I like and it's the, not the I mean, same. It's it wasn't, wasn't the same square footage. It wasn't anything. Right. Um, it was different. I still liked it though. I thought I thought it was cool. It didn't it, for me. I mean, I, I guess for the people that are attending, I thought it was still yeah. pretty cool. But see, that's the, the whole goal is. That's when you had show. Charlie Sheen. You had Charlie Sheen and Christina yeah, Ricci and shit there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, we, you know, that's what I was talking about before. Like, the patron does not notice the problems. Right. And that's what we were trying to accomplish. And right. It seems like we did if you didn't, it didn't bother you. No, it didn't bother me at all. I mean, we went there because usually we get there late, late Friday night after I get out of work because I'm usually there. I, I always get the, the three days. Yeah. And we usually punch, you know, punch in. We usually check in late, like one o'clock in the morning on a Friday. Yeah. You know, and then we just walk around and we check it out. Yeah. But then there was the first, the first year we did, we saw Tony Moran. I, we know Tony Moran from yeah. several different conventions. He's a great guy. Oh, he's the best. And, and, uh, so, when we went last year, we saw that it was all just, you know, curtained off. I was like, what the hell's going on? So we went upstairs. We were, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. Yeah, I was told in that night. Tony Moran's coming back, so I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. very happy about that. But I, I was told, like, uh, that night I was told it happened. I went down there, like, the next morning, and right. I was just furious. <laughs> you were furious? <laughs> because of what happened. But it wasn't really, I couldn't really be mad at anybody, but, like, the... the Movie that was shooting, but you know, it's right. what it is. Yeah, it was like I don't get mad. Thing. It was like a Netflix thing or something like that. I yeah. thought. And yeah. I, I really don't get mad. Right. So certain things are out of your control, but but like you just said, we it made was, it work. Yeah. We made it work. It was an impossible thing. My team. I give so much credit to everybody that helped me because we were lighting the House of Blues for probably three days just so we can get selfies to work. Gotcha. Because 
that was not made for that's a dark room it's not made yeah for it's that. very dark but it was the only big space that we had to right be, you know so but we you know I love that we're actually on the casino floor and we're back there now that's awesome we're not gonna leave there yeah if we do I'm not gonna be back right and the beauty about that is it's like since it's such a big huge space it could be packed but it doesn't feel packed yeah it is which is um, great we get about 5,000 people that's awesome every show um, it's only been going for about uh, I think we're on our third year now at the showboat uh, the showboat's our third show yes I think. But so now you were, at the, you were at the Edison Hotel we were at the Edison Hotel for like two or three for like three shows the first show only the first show was at the Crown Plaza in Edison okay. then we moved it was very small but we just started out somewhere we just wanted to do the right. show they you know Honestly, what they were charging was a little crazy at the time, too, but we just went with it. Right. We had John Waters come. It was awesome, but they had the roof leaking at the same time. Oh, isn't that always and I'm fucking like, fun? I'm like, I remember saying, John Waters is going to be here at 8 o'clock in the morning, and this cannot be leaking. And so they did take care of it, which was good. But it was a big, huge, like, nor'easter that came in the night before, oh, so they Jesus. weren't used to that. But we, the first night, we had a packed house, even with that nor'easter happening. That's fucking I remember beautiful. Mink stole coming through the door with her hair all crazy from just driving she drove through it just to come to the show. That's great. I knew, you know, there's that dedication again. 100%, man. what I was talking about. And, um, I mean, I am a horror fan to begin with. Right. So, I am one of, I am one of, the, I am one of them. Right. So, I am one of these, well, I'm one of the, the patrons. I'm a, I was a vendor. I was a, a attendee. I was a filmmaker and putting my movie in the independent, you know, film. I was all of what I, what we do now. Now, yeah. I've been a part of each section. So I know, I felt like I was, I, I could do what what we're doing now. Sure. And it, it's, it's managed to, to, to work really well. And, you know, we, I, my one important thing was let's get a cool award. We have to have a cool award. Right. Or, because I love, like, a horror hound, especially, too, they give you, like, a cool award. But they give you, like, you know, when you get a cool award and not, like, some dinky thing. Right. It makes you feel, like, special, which, it, and it's true, because you should be honored. Right. What you're doing. So, um, with the logo we had, I, uh, I have a friend named Chris Waters who drew, he drew my Mary Horror movie poster. Okay. A long time ago, 2010. Okay. Decade <laughs> and, ago, which yeah. is crazy. And that's where the first movie came out. And so they, uh, he drew, I said, can you draw a skull for me? And he drew a bunch of skulls and he sent them to me. And I took one of the skulls and I put it into the state of New Jersey. Right. And that became our logo. And I, I did a lot of Photoshop to it and a lot of manipulating. But it took finally happened. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody, you know, I test it out and see if people like it. And, yeah, it's great. You know, I, I asked my wife, oh, you like this? And, you, and, you know, she's a good judge of character because she, you know, is, will be completely honest with you about right. it. So it, uh, it worked really well. And actually, one of the other logos he sent me, the other skulls, had a top hat. And that's Side what show the market. show market is. Yeah. So it, it was that was, you know, um, made at the same time. Okay. So, <laughs> nice. so anyway, that that logo became our award. And I said, can you make Chris? Can you make like a, a an award like that? Like a mold and a, a big, mold. Yeah. And because he, he made these amazing gravestones that I saw, and he's a, such a talented guy. Now he works for his company that he just got this job that does sculptures and big, huge, like. He, like a big giant, like shoe, he 
he like sculpted. Nice. So he's immensely talented. And actually, in Pretty Fine Things, I shot in his house up in Boston. Um, uh, in in one of the houses, because Lynn Lowry was at Rock and Shock, okay. and I was there, and she was in my movie. So we took the day after Rock and Shock and, and filmed in his house, and that's when he showed me all his sculptures and the gotcha. graveyards and um, all the things that he that he created, um, and. Uh, he, so basically, you know, we go way back. But he made this mold that was amazing. So now it's our award. Nice. <laughs> for best film? Um, for any award you win. But uh, So we have ten categories. All right. Um, but any anybody who is a winner gets the... He makes 10 of them every time, and okay. then we give a few special ones out to the celebrities. And, like, the way I think of it with the celebrities is basically they've accomplished, they're there, they're the accomplished, like, group of people that this is what you can become. But the independent ma- filmmakers are, you know, the ones that are get, trying to get there. So, gotcha. you know, you have two ends of it, which is really cool because it's, you know, one day those independent filmmakers are going to be maybe be a guest at my show. Sure. So, Without a doubt. Um, just and, that's, like, and that's different than what any other horror con does. Yeah, and you know, a perfect example is Terrifier, right? Because that one, that movie, has broken all grounds, and that was just a small independent movie, like yeah. my movie. Yeah, I had so, David Howard Thornton on here like over a year ago. Yeah, he's a great. They're great people. They're coming back. Yeah, so the whole cast. I got. I decided I'm going to try to get as many cast members as I can. Yeah. The crew reached out to me. They wanted to come. Damien, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the producers. We have the writers. We have the director. We, you know, Damien also is the director, but he does the the special effects. Facts. Yeah. So and we have a David doing it in costume on Saturday this time, which is much better than the Friday last time. Okay. Um, so I'm. I'm. That's a true example of what. The show could do. You could be in the independent film, the film film festival, and then the next time you could be a guest. Yeah. Even with Jason Brooks too, with Fr- the with Friday Thirteenth Vengeance. Yeah. Yep. I did a quick little mini one with him too at yeah. somewhere. I don't remember where. So but yeah, it's it comes for full circle that way. Yeah. And that's really why I do it. So I do it to um, just. You know, I do it for the the fans and the people, like because I am a fan. So I sure. do it for that reason. Yeah. Because I want, I, I do a show that I want to see in New Jersey. I get it. And I wish that the other shows would work together and become like one big horror community. But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that okay. way. And uh, but I love those other shows. Yeah. And I appreciate them. And uh, you know, I think it's because uh, it's it's important to have. Different things going on and different shows going on. I think because yeah. you have about three in New Jersey that I know, but it's yeah, three big, off the top of my head too. And it's a big horror. Uh, it's huge community. It's so big, man. And Especially, every single one, like I know so many people now from going. Like the vent from the vendors yeah. to the promoters to mm-hmm. even your security, like and you know for Manny and Chris and yep. you. As soon as we walk in, they're like, oh, it's not the same without seeing you guys. It's like yeah. you were always you there. Are. Yeah, it's fun, man. I, I, I grew up on that shit, so I love all that horror stuff. And I have like this, I have this weird, um, well, it's not weird, but it's kind of like a little mini obsession. And I'm also very anal retentive about it. I have like an auto, I have several autograph books that are worth thousands of dollars at this point, and there's certain things that I need to get, you know, in order to put in to this book. So that's why I'm, I'm forever meeting all these people. And I kind of like, you know, I. I'm a fan, so I always put 
I try to put some guests that I know people, other people will like, but I, I like and I want to meet, and I don't see other places. Sure. And I try to get them. And I work months at trying to get some of the guests. Yeah, and I'm John sure Waters don't. wasn't easy. It's the first time. No, I'm um, sure he's not very easy. Crispin Glover. I think we had 300 emails within between each other just to get him to come to the show. Did he ever come? <laughs> yeah, he's been. He has. Come. He was at the third show, I think. I wasn't. There. Why didn't I see him? Why he, didn't I he, know? He did his um, screening of his films, and then he did a signature, and he actually ended up signing until about four in the morning because the line was so long. And, oh my um, God! He showed both his fil- films. One one night, one the other, and then there's actually a movie coming out that he's in that he's kind of like a hitman in it. Okay, I, I forget the title, but he filmed that right after he left. Really? The show. Is there any he chance you're gonna get him back again? Uh, probably not. No, <laughs> I think it was one time thing. But oh my god, was um, he? Just out of curiosity, was he signing anything from Friday Thirteen Final Chapter? I think he would. He wouldn't accept people with the Back to the Future costumes on when they came in. He made the kids take them all because they're just kids. Right. Had them on. Uh, that was the only thing I saw. Right. Because I would just need him to complete my final chapter. But he's signing my book. Back to the Future stuff. He won't sign the sequels because he's not in them. But he'll sign right. the first one. I'm pretty sure he'll sign that. Okay. Um, I never I thought I'd meet Corey Feldman, but yeah. I did. And I need to meet Chris McClover. Yeah. And, like, well, that's kind of what started this whole thing with me um, with getting signatures, too. It's like, I... I have a Back to the Future poster. I'm, uh, it's, it is my favorite movie. I know it's not a horror movie. Okay, that's fine. My favorite, movie. my favorite movie of all time is Boogie Nights. It's far from a horror yeah. movie. And I have the poster signed by, I don't even know how many now, but I started off at Chiller Theater. Are you missing in anyone? 2000. I think the year 2000. Are you missing anyone from Tom that poster? Um, a few people. But... Most of the main cast is there. I have Michael J. Fox. I have Huey Lewis. Like the big ones that are hard. Robert Zemeckis. I met. Nice. I am missing Steven Spielberg, but that's not. Uh, you know, you know, yeah. That's a hard one. It is. But I have about forty signatures. I think maybe. Okay. Um, then I started it with nothing, like with one signature, Tom Wilson at Chiller in right. two thousand. I think he was there ninety nine or two thousand. Okay. And. Um, you know that, and then I had Tom Wilson at my uh, two shows ago. He was at Crazy. my show, Crazy. With Leah Thompson, and that Leah Thompson too was a very hard one to get for a while. But now she's doing shows and stuff. Right. So I actually went to Virginia to meet her at a, and I saw Back to the Future with an orchestra there, and it was amazing. No so, shit. So I do the same thing everyone else does that comes to the convention. Right. So I'm one of them. Right. I thought maybe, because I'm not behind the scenes, obviously, and how would I even know? Mm-hmm. But, like, I thought maybe, like, you guys got out of Edison because you guys expanded. Yeah. And you guys just needed a bigger place. So, then that's great. Like, I was even telling Nick, I was like, that's yeah. awesome that he's it's, it's one of the newer cons, and yeah. already he has to go to a bigger place, I just, I which is great. I just restricted sometimes with... Doing certain things for the show, right? And then I, at the showboat, you're just able to do whatever you want. It's and great. Like yeah. there's so much space that you can always expand. Yeah. I just felt like it was the perfect place. It's on the beach. There's, it's more of a destination. But yeah. I know I came out of this. I wanted to do it in this area, but it's just there's no place that fits it. Right. And I, I had trouble because I've looked at every place. Yeah. <laughs> I've looked at every hotel I possibly could that had a big ballroom. Yeah. That you know, there's nothing bigger than ten. Thousand square foot ballrooms really around right. here, except for the Expo Center. Not, I feel that takes away from the feeling of the show. Sure, it makes it, anything I go to with the Expo Center, I feel cold and unwelcome, kind of, and I feel like 
you know, showboat's great, in, man. Yeah, and like the showboat's nice enough where you can have you can have a, con- a convention, and it's also not as nice for you know. For if you destroy it, right? <laughs> we're not going to destroy it. No, right? no. This, everyone's always cool. Like I say that constantly. Yeah. Whenever it comes up, like I've never seen fights. I never seen mm-hmm. issues with anyone. Yeah. It's just but always, a convention can get a little crazy. I'm but sure everyone pretty much does uh, behave. Yeah, uh, we really never had to kick anybody out. From right. what I know. Right. Um, we have a great security yeah. team. We're we're one of the few conventions that actually check bags. Right. And have a, a little metal. Scanner, right? Um, because I feel, want people to feel safe, especially sure. you know Atlantic City, and the celebrities need to be safe. So Absolutely, that's why I do it. Um, well, it's smart. It it all, all, all you need is one asshole. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's all you, you need. You wouldn't one believe the the rubber made container we have of, of weapons that we find. Really? Uh, uh, brass knuckles, that kind of stuff. So it's uh, knives. It's crazy. Yeah. So I'm glad we do it. Yeah. And and it's, it's awesome. Might have to wait a little longer, but but who cares? At least you know everything's going to be fine. Like yeah. there's children there too. Like I bring yeah. my daughter yeah. all the time. And it's, it should know? be a family event, even though it's horror movies. I see little kids dressing up, and I, I see families come out, and it should be appropriate yeah. for them too. Yeah, so and it's not just scary, not like watching you know? the movies, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, my daughter watches that stuff anyway. But the but, showboat is great. Yeah, even and the, the rooms people like, that work we, there. Yeah, we always get the three, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the weekend thing because it's just it's just yeah. easy. You want to you don't want to wait for the bathroom. You got to go use the bathroom. You bring up all your merch. You throw it in your room. You're not walking mm-hmm. around back out the parking lots and whatnot. Well, working the with the people from the showboat is is great. And yeah. um, the team there they just want to you know really help you out. I'm there for a week before the show even starts, so that's how long it takes to you're there. Set up. You're there the entire week mm-hmm. and a couple of days after <laughs> of course <laughs> because you know we get an empty floor yeah so we set up the tables we, you know everything is us yeah so did, did they did they move all of the machines the, slot oh, machines they've been they, gone they, for a while I don't know what happened to them oh okay but I like the the casino atmosphere with the convention for some reason it works really well it does with the neon signs and I said please don't change the floor ever right. <laughs> but eventually it probably will change right. to more of a tile floor and that, and I'm really hoping they don't change it right now but you know we'll adapt to it yeah because I sure. think it's a great place to hold the show and it's becoming our home and our place we have the beach there the boardwalk yeah it's a cool vibe the celebrities like coming there you want to go gamble if you want there's the, the it's connected yeah. to the uh, uh, was it the Hard Rock? Yeah. Yeah, Tony Moran had me, my girlfriend, and my nine-year-old daughter at the time in the Hard Rock. It was <laughs> yeah, hysterical. The, the Hard Rock is good because it's open really late, and I'm actually able to eat at, like, 3 in the morning when we're done. Right. So that's a plus for me, too. And um, I know uh, William Daniels, you know, the Mr. Feeney? He was sure. a guest okay. from Boy Meets World. He was, okay. He's about 90 years old now, but he came okay. to the show. And it's a, it was like a rare appearance, and now he's starting to do more. But him and his wife came, and they said, we've never been to Atlantic City, and one of the reasons we want to come to your show is because it's in Atlantic City. Awesome. So I think a lot of the celebrities, it's like a plus. Sure. And... Um, you know, especially in like the March time frame, right? And September, because I mean, it's not swimming weather, but it's still nice there. It's still nice, man. And I another <coughs> thing too is like the parking. I always try to keep it low because I don't really have control over that, but I made sure 
that in my contract it was low. Right. Um, because I want it to be affordable for the patron coming. I'm not going to. Of course. Hey, normally it's like $25 a day. Right. I think it's eight bucks. Right. Park next, right next to the show boat. Right. And there's probably other places that are cheaper, but I wanted. But it's convenient. That. You want the convenience yeah. too. It's important, and I care about the person coming. Yeah. I've been out at the parking instead of yelling at him before. <laughs> yeah, and it's also like you want because people to spend money the right in there and yeah. not have to shell out $25 a day just yeah. for walking. That's $75 for somebody when that could have been merch, this, that, autographs. The, the goal is to have a good time. Of That's course. It. It's supposed to be... I mean, everyone should be having a good time when they come, and if they're not, you know, I'm sure they'll express themselves about it on social media. Oh, of course. But we always try to handle it and help people that, you know. Yeah. It's, um, it's important to me that people have a good time, especially when we were moved. It was a challenge because I yeah. was worried, but everyone seemed to like it. The vendors had to go up upstairs or up an elevator, so that was a struggle. But we have great vendors, too, and that's yeah, really what's... Um, I buy stuff from them. <laughs> yeah. We buy um, stuff all the time from, like, the majority of the vendors. And there are a lot of, re you know, they always come back and they're, you know, very supportive of the show. And that's kind of why I started the market, too. Yeah. Because it features the vendors more. And, and smaller. You always have a couple of guests in there. A couple guests, you know, to bring people out. Which and, is always great. But really the main focus is the vendors. Um and we have about 80, usually, okay. at that, in a small little 10,000-square-foot space. It really isn't that small. but It's not that small? It's small It's small compared to the convention. Oh, of course. Um, but it's still pretty spread out. You're not jam-packed yeah. in there. We go to all of them. I wanted something smaller where it's more relaxed. And more intimate setting. Intimate. Like. And the, a lot of the guests are from the convention. And yeah. they agree to come. And, you know, they because they like the shows that we do. Right. Everybody that's come there that's loved it. The the the, guest, the guests. Yeah, it's like John, like John Russo was there, and now I know he's going to be a guest at the convention, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, if you don't know who that is, he's an original dude from Nightmare, uh, Nightmare, Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. He wrote, he wrote Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I've actually become pretty good friends with him. He watched one. He watched my last movie. He goes, he's a I don't super sweetheart of a guy. Movies, he's a super nice guy. I watched yours because I know you, and uh, mm -hmm. he loved it, which was an honor to hear. Absolutely. Um, and I can't thank him enough for even taking the time to watch it. So, like, there's a, you meet so many great people. Yeah. Um, and the market is in Pennsylvania, Allentown. And uh, I, the, the Merchant reason, Square Mall. The Merchant Square Mall. And the, the people that own that, too, are just great people. And I, that's why I like working with those, the people that are, are you know, easy to work with and are, you know, because it's, it's hard to find that. Sure. And I really like the, the people that run that place. And, um... It's like uh, it's like you go back to the '80s almost with this antique mall, dude. Out of nowhere, it's great, man. And that's the reason why I do it there. There's so There's much no cool like stuff it. in there. It's yeah. ridiculous. You can go shopping place. in our market and then go shopping in the mall, right? And um, and we only charge five bucks, and that's really just to cover the celebrities. Yeah. And um, you know, it's it's a unique experience. It's more intimate if you know you want to really talk to a guest. Yeah. And you've done interviews there. I've, yeah, I did the, la the last well, the last one, which, well, this is podcast time, so a couple of weeks ago when I was there, I did one with Kevin Van Hendem, Rick from Basket Case, yeah. and I did one with Ken Sagos, yeah. and it's like, like, 
he was like the, the sweetest dude ever and it's yeah. like we're just bullshit and it's like we exchange numbers and like we'll take he'll text me blah 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 he's like yo don't forget me because when he comes to like New York he wants me to like show him around the city mm-hmm. it's like really it's like my 10 year old self watching Dream Warriors in the movie theater watching <laughs> King Cade and now yeah. it's like yo he wants me to show him around the city like that's, that's awesome yep. shit man and that's you know? a great uh, Friday it's, 13th I mean uh, Friday I'm a Nightmare on Elm Street movie yeah and um we really um Hit it off, Ken and I. So, like, he's been to two conventions and a market now. Right. He's a, such a, he's a sweetheart, man. And I have a lot. Of, I know I have, we have a lot of guests that come back, but it's only because we have, like, uh, we've, we've formed friendships with these people, and they want to come back. It's not me saying, do you want to come back? Right. And they say, can I come back? I really want to come back. I'll come. I'll just come, you know. Yeah. Come. And so they have such a good time that they want to come yeah. back. And, and sure, that why means not? so much to me. Sure. And we have the space. Why not? Yeah. Fans want to meet them still. They yeah. have lines at the door. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's just an honor to get to know all these people and and the, and the uh, celebrities and everything. Um, it's been uh, it's been a good ride, man. So far, yeah. We're just getting started. <laughs> and, that's, and that's a beautiful thing to hear. I think we're on show seven. Um, you know, a lot of these shows have been around for a long time, so I don't like to compare myself to them. No, because you, you guys know. are different. Because you're also a film festival, and it's you, you guys have a different vibe. Yeah, it might be similar in the sense that we have celebrities. Well, yeah, and yeah, and but I like to just I'm trying to be a little different. Yeah, and um, and it sounds cheesy, but it seems like more of like a family atmosphere. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I don't want to. We're not. I know we're not going to be a big huge show overnight, and I, I know that. And I, you know, I'm more realistic when it comes to that. Sure. And I like to build it. Yeah. And it's going to take some time. But 5,000 people isn't bad. Not at all. And, um, you know, we have a scary on Saturday night. And Which is always, I, I've told the story, I don't know how many times on this podcast, about the issue that Tony Moran almost had with Mr. Belding. And that it was a whole deal. Next thing you know, I turn around, it's like Ron Jeremy. And I'm hanging out with like Ron Jeremy and Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, with, with Michael Myers and the, and the principal from Saved by the Bell. I'm like, where else can you just hang out with these people all in the same room? Yeah. But at Aces, which is quote unquote scary at the fucking showboat. Yeah. It's and so love, much fun, dude. I love the, um, Dennis Hackins, who's Mr. Belding. He. Such a good sport. He really wasn't feeling well that night. Right. He still came and did the karaoke and hosted it. Yeah. And, um, so much fun. It's going to be crazy this time because I know that Tony Moran and Phyllis and Rose are really good friends, mm-hmm. and they like to they like the sauce a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be highly entertaining. And it's hosted by Keith Coogan. Oh no shit. Okay. So this time we had I think Michael Winslow did it last time. Yes. If you don't know who that board. is, the you know the guy who makes all the noises in the Police Academy movies, which is hysterical. I, I couldn't believe it. He brought his board. He said, like, "I brought my board," and I'm so like he was excited about it. And it was so cool. Yeah. I like when they get excited about it. Sure. And I said, you know, because I, I say to them, you know, you can just come in and, you know, introduce the karaoke and do a song and, and, and go, on, you know, go have dinner or whatever. Right. But they, but they, they all hang out. the whole time. They hang out. It's fun, they dude. Staying. I did not get to go to the karaoke last time, but I hopefully will this time. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it's a lot, a lot of work, so... I have to make sure, even after hours, there's a lot going on. Well, you have so. to take out a couple, you got to take out like two hours out of your schedule and just to sit back and just enjoy what you're creating, dude. I used to be able to. And the karaoke <laughs> stuff is hysterical and it's so much fucking fun. Well, we have a small team, so like, you know, there's a lot I do on my own. Um, luckily, my wife is a vendor coordinator, so she takes care of a lot of the vendors and then 
we have a couple guest coordinators that do that, but you know, I'm involved in all of it at the same time. So if one thing that's happening, you know, you have to, if something goes wrong or something here, you know, you just got to put out the fires fast. Right. Um, Good. But, you know, I think it, overall it's been uh, amazing to do the shows and to be, it's definitely the most challenging thing I've done. And whoever runs a show. But it's got to be so rewarding, though, no, man. Uh, yeah, it is, but it's a lot of work. Like sure. I said. Well, like, not, yeah. I appreciate the others that do it because yeah. it's you get it. You know behind the scenes. You it's don't crazy. realize it till you do it. Right. Um, so, with, which is a lot of things like with with a, being in a band or making a movie, you don't realize all the work it's going to take. But right, I do love the process. But. Yeah, same here. Even doing my little my little podcast, like I love going home and it's like if it's dark in there and I just I sit and I'll I'll, I'll create flies. It's all creative shit. Like it's yeah. just it's a stress reliever for me too. Mm-hmm. I create flies and this and that, and I promote it, and I come out here and I sit in that bullshit. You know, because yeah. we can't do this at a convention. No. We were supposed to do it. At the no. sideshow market, but it's too hectic. It's too much. Uh, yeah, it's just too much. So it is. <laughs> well, this is good. Yeah, and there, you know, it's. Um is this going to air before the, uh, the show? Of course. So we're going to tell people when it's going to be? Of course, absolutely. It's going to be March 27th, 8th, and 9th at the Showboat Atlantic. Yeah, plug away. New let's, Jersey let's, Horror Con. Let's get into Festival. all of it. Yeah, let's get into but, uh, all of it. The guests, everyone. All right. It's, the floor is yours. <laughs> this right now, well, people are listening right now yeah. anyway, but this is going to be dropping... On March fifteenth at midnight, Sunday, March fifteenth at midnight. Yeah. So it's like what two weeks before. Okay. Perfect. So that's why that's why I, I, I scheduled it like that on purpose, so that people can get hip and smarten up and make plans to come to the shit and come yeah. say what's up to me and you and all these people. Yeah, we already have the photo ops up, which is good because usually we don't have them up until like a month before the show. But I put them, try to get them up early. But we, right. we have to wait on prices for the celebrities because a lot of people. Don't know the celebrity set the prices. Okay. Um, and so we have to wait on their prices. So now I try to get all their signature price, their photo price, their combo so, price. And I announced yeah. it early so people are prepared yeah. money wise. Right. Because you don't usually know, but we and try you don't to want to pay seventy five dollars in fucking in in no. parking because that seventy five bucks mm-hmm. can go to you know a combo autograph and a picture yeah. with two different people or possibly mm-hmm. three different people depending yeah. on who. Well, I'm excited that Daniel Harris is coming back. Yeah, he's coming back, and she I was, haven't met her yet, but I've seen her at so many conventions. But I think this is the time where I got to meet her. She was at one of her previous shows. Yeah, um, she had a huge line. She's so friendly and nice, and she she's in so many good horror movies. Like she's kind of like a. A queen of horror now. Sure. My sense. A scream queen, like <laughs> the kids so. like to say. But, I mean, she's, I mean, all these urban legend Halloween with Rob Zombies, you know, Halloween 4 and 5, of course. And she's going to do it in costume photo op, too, with the... The clown costume um, on? Yes. Nice. And then we just released our... Um, poster, which is her in the clown costume. Yes, from. I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> and she's in Hatchet Three, which is a really good performance. I thought. Yeah. Um, we also have an exclusive person, K 
Carrie Green from Goonies. From the Goonies. And she did one other. She's never done a convention before except for my show. Right. Um, I don't think she'll ever do uh, another convention except for my show. That's great. (laughs) The way that she talks to me about it. But um, she's the sweetest person ever. Um, We are honored to have her at the show. Um, She is a very rare signature. So if you need anything Goonies signed, you better bring it. Right. (laughs) And we also, from the Goonies, you have Kihu Kwan, who is Jonathan, I believe. Data. Is his name. And Data. Yes. And he was also in the Goonies with Carrie, and they're actually really good friends. Very cool. He's in Sino Man. He was in the Tales from the Crypt. Yes. Uh, Indiana Jones, of course. Yes. Temple of Doom. Kim. And I think he's a great actor, too. So we're, I'm excited. That's very cool. I've never seen him at a convention. That's very cool. And them together, you get a duo, a photo op. Yeah. We're going to... I'll tell this now, but we'll probably announce it by then that we're going to have a Goonies One Eye Willie set that we're going to have. Awesome. And we're going to have, hopefully, we'll get them to do a photo in front of it. Beautiful. So that's going to be really cool. And then one of my favorite people on the planet is Tony Tony Moran, (laughs) the face of Michael Myers. He is such a great guy. He's He's one of my favorite people ever. One of my favorite. But he's doing something rare, which is in the costume photo op. That is rare. As Michael Myers. Great. Um, so excited for that. And he's been to our show previously and always had a huge line. Yeah. Um, we have also another rare person, Angie Everhart. Crazy. So she was in Bordello Blood, Last Action Hero, and a bunch of other things, a model. Yeah. Um, but she hasn't done a show, I think, in three years. So, okay. Um, it was really cool to have her. I thought she was a good, you know, someone. Someone. I never. Saw, I, I don't think I've ever seen her listed in any convention. Yeah. I'm sure she has done them, but I never seen her. Yeah, I think you know. If, I, I think Bordello Blood Tales from the Crypt is a pretty good show. Sure. And then of course David Howard Thornton, who is Art the Clown. Art the Clown. Yeah. Terrifier. Um, Terrifier. And they're two. filming Terrifier Two now. I'm working on hopefully getting an exclusive little clip from Terrifier Two to be shown. At oh, the, that would be great, man. At the film festival. So I've been talking to David. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Damien, I'm sorry. Damien. Damien, not David. We were talking to Damien about it, uh, the director. Awesome. um, And then Sean Patrick Flannery, who was in Boondock Saints and Saw 3D. Yeah. He was the young Indiana Jones. He was Indiana Jones in the young Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. And he's an awesome guy. So all you Boondock Saints fans. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a show in a while, so I thought it would be cool to have him. Sure. He's a nice guy. I've talked to him personally about coming, so... Uh, of course, Felissa Rose. Another one of my there. favorite, Angela from Sleepaway Camp. But she's going to do a Sleepaway Camp folk in costume, too. That's, so that's awesome. Be Didn't she direct a Slayer? She directed a Slayer video. Oh, I think so, yeah. She, yeah. She's, she's uh, done a lot of stuff, actually. Yeah, she's, she's great with her fans. sweetheart, too. Yeah, oh, she's one of the Amazing. best with our fans. And she's in Victor Crowley, too. And yeah. we have Tiffany Shepard coming back, who's our resident uh, yes. guest, who hosts the film awards all the time. Yeah. Uh, she actually didn't come to the last show because of um, scheduling problems but she's okay back. and felissa and her do a podcast with kane hodder too and nice and they're also victor crowley I, I think i have three people from victor crowley so we might do a photo op with that why not right uh, and then bob elmore is bob, gonna come who played leather fi- leather face in texas chainsaw massacre too i yeah. met him and he has a sweetheart of a wife yes. i've met him before he's great mrs chainsaw mrs chainsaw <laughs> yeah we have an in costume photo op with him that's great and then andrew bernanski who is also leather face and he has not been in a lot of shows either 
and he played Leatherface in two movies, dude. Which I don't think anyone else really has. Before, when right? when you when I saw that announcement, he was also the juiced up jock dude in the program. Yeah, the program. Oh, the best! He's throwing the weights around mm-hmm. and screaming like a maniac. What a great role! But I thought he played an amazing Leatherface, so yeah. I'm definitely meeting this guy because I loved those two reboots. Yeah, love them, and he was a great Leatherface. Yeah, I gotta meet that. And guy. He'll do it in costume too. So maybe we'll do it even them together, Bob. And Bob and him, sure. Two different uh, generations. We have Jill Withlow, who's in Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps. We were going to do a bigger Night of the Creeps reunion, but Jason Lively wasn't available, or Tom Atkins. But we got Jill and we got Alan Kassir, who's also Bubba and Mama's family. Yeah. But they were they were together in Night of the Creeps, so it's perfect to have them together at the show. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, they've done a lot. Both of them have done a lot. Um, I don't think I've seen Alan Kassir at a show locally before. I've met him before at Horror okay. Hound, but that was in Indiana. Nice. <laughs> and then Keith Coogan, of course, and he, um, he's hosting karaoke as well, but he's in Adventures in Babysitting. Yes. Come on, the babysitter's dead. He likes babysitting. Yeah, he likes, he's a fan of the babysitter. Tales in the Crib, James Holland, Bob's Reboot. He was in the new movie. Yeah. Uh, Toy Soldiers, and he does a voice in The Fox and the Hound. Awesome. This is awesome right here. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, Yeah, the evil Santa Claus from Silent Night, Deadly Night. Robert Brian Wilson and Eric Friedman. That's great. And uh, they're going to do it in costume, photo op, and I believe they're doing one together. Awesome. Um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. I've been trying to get these guys for a while. Really? We were, you know, I was debating to do September because it's closer to Christmas, but right, they were available, so we did it. Yeah, why not? Uh, to Mary Glenn, who's in Halloween Five with Daniel Harris, so she um, is in the new Terrifier movie too, coming in. Awesome. And she has a lot going on right now, so. I think she would be, she would be a good guest to have. Yeah, you know? why not? And I love the fact that you put on like some of the, um, like they don't have to be top of the mountain celebrities, no. and all these people deserve their shine. And yeah. I think it's great. Well, all, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you're accomplishing something. Sure. That's great. And then we have Dave Sheridan coming, who's <laughs> doofy. <laughs> he's in Victor Crowley as well. Okay. Uh, he's actually awesome in Victor Crowley. If you haven't seen his performance, in that, it's pretty good. I, I enjoyed his part in the movie. They're great movies. Mm-hmm. And he's in Devil's Rejects, too. Yes, he is. Um, and then Tiffany Shepard, of course, and she's in Victor Crowley. She's in Tromeo and Juliet, Model Hunger, Tales from Halloween. She's in tons of horror movies. Yeah, tons. Um, and she's just a great person, and she has this personality that's just like, like, amazing to have at the show. Yeah. So, it's like she like sets the tone kind of for the show, being yeah. exciting and fun, and that's why we always have her back. Yeah. And you know she's who was a great person? You know who was really awesome that I was completely shocked and pleasantly surprised at the last one that you did was the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, he was the greatest, and the security guard, Chris, was fanboying out. It was yeah. the greatest thing ever. He dressed up. That's he up. dressed up, and he was incredible. He was, like, working that whole room. It was great. And Bobby Ray Schaefer, who's psycho, psycho cop. cop. <laughs> yes. but a lot of people know him as Bob Vance from yes, The Office. from The Office. Refrigeration. <laughs> um, he is going to do a psycho cop. Uh, photo op, and he's gonna do a Bob Vance one too. Awesome. So, um, just you know, probably have a cop hat or a shirt on or something. Yeah. And, um, but he, I don't know, I like, I, I watch The Office all the time, and then when I found out that he 
was in these horror movies, I, went, I watched them. Like, oh my god, I never knew that he was in these things. Right. And so I think he'd be a perfect guest. So. Why not? And then Robert Mutes, who's in House of Thousand Corpses, and he's a six four giant guy. Giant guy, nicest guy. Yeah. Little, you know, a teddy bear. Yeah. And um, I've always been trying to get him on a show, so I'm glad we got him. Yeah. Because he's been wanting to come for a while. Um, yeah. Susan Backline. This this one, <laughs> this one. She was at a different convention. They all bleed into each other. I think yeah. she was at a different convention, and I went to go meet her because what a what an iconic scene she yeah, is iconic. in. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Susan Backliney, Backliney, yeah, Backliney, uh, who is the so. girl in the very beginning of the original Jaws movie, first victim. the first victim when she goes skinny dipping. Mm-hmm. Yo, dude, that's gr- I have to meet her. Yeah, that's great. It's a cool guest because yeah. it is iconic. Very. cool. Cool. And the movie is iconic, so it's sure. cool to have her at the show. Yes. And then, of course, Lloyd Kaufman will be there. Right. I got to talk to Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> I mean, me and him have a couple of a discussion to have. Well, Troma is amazing. And of course. And what they accomplished as an independent film company, that's why I always make sure they're at our show, even if it's just a table. Lloyd's busy, but we're lucky to have him there. Yeah. Because he signs for free, takes pictures for free. Awesome. He has a good spirit, too. And like, that's what I, I like these people, that the, the guests that come in. Are upbeat and fun, and that's who, who I always sure. Back. Yeah, you don't need fucking Debbie yeah. Downers. And we have the whole Terrifier crew, the the, the main stars, the, the girl, the three girls, Samantha, Jenna, and Catherine Cochran. And Catherine Cochran's also in Hundred Acres to Hell, right? Which we're having that cast, as which, well, I, which I which I, is I was, a New Jersey movie. I was not familiar with it, and then I watched it like yeah. a few weeks back. Crazy. Yeah, Gene Snitsky's in that. Snitsky the from the WWE. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, you know, we're gonna highlight more that he's gonna be there because I don't really even have a thing for him yet. But right. we, we put out the group. Uh, guest announcement um, but we have you know I try to tie in the independent film a little bit more this time with the guest right. list because we're yeah. kind of stepping away a little from it so and then um, we have Father Evil of awesome course, who will be greeting everybody at the front and I did a, a full episode with him at one of the sideshow markets and he's been with me since the beginning great guy uh, yeah he. I used to see him at the shows all the time so yeah and I used to tell him, you got to do this and that. He's at every he convention. Listens. He's everywhere. He's a very smart guy. Yeah. And um, he, the, his character he created is, is iconic. Yeah, man. And, I mean, it just sets the tone for the show. When you walk in and he's there, you know. And then Joel Robinson, is, um, he draws all our poster art. He's a talented artist, and he'll have a booth there. Last show, he actually couldn't make it either because he had a baby. Okay, well, that's uh, understandable. And so now he'll, he's back. Uh, but he did still draw the, the poster for me last night. Very we cool. We want to keep it going. Sure. And we have the Batmobile from 1966 coming. That's awesome. And I wanted different cars this time because we always have the DeLorean or the Ghostbuster car. I got this, the Batmobile and the Supernatural Impala. That's awesome, so, dude. And there'll be maybe two or three more guests we'll announce soon. But. Awesome. And then it's stacked, hopefully bro. one big one. <laughs> okay, it's stacked, man. It just takes time, yeah, to, with scheduling and people. Of course. And, yeah, your first but, announcement for this one was Tony Moran. And as soon as it was Tony Moran, I was like, it doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're there. We're there. I, I Tony to Moran's there. I want to set the tone with Tony. And if, you, and if you've never met Tony Moran, he's the fucking best, man. Yeah, and, uh, he is. And I wanted to set the tone that way with the show. And yeah. make it, because I said we're going full, pretty much full heart. Right. There are some pop culture people. Of but course. Most of 
almost every if you if you look at almost every actor, they've done horror in one one movie or right. two movies or whatever. Yeah, and it's related to it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people that don't go to conventions or it's like I tell people all the time. Well, convention season is coming. I got this convention, this convention, this convention. Yeah. Oh, you go to horror conventions, but a lot of people don't realize that there's so much pop culture going on it with is. it too. Yeah, like there's from a, the Psycho Cop to the Office, from yeah. Boondock Saints. Perfect to, example. Yeah, exactly. And like it's it's not what they think it is. And once you go, you get hooked to going, and you don't want to ever go. Yeah. Knock up. And you gotta you budget, like and you have to budget yourself, man. I fucking I go oh, nuts. Yeah. Well, that's why I was spending so much money too on, on all of our tables and promoting and, and and going to shows that I just made my own. Right. And you know, it's to me. It's about creating that family and that feel that everyone wants to come back again. Sure. And that's what we're trying to do, and that you don't want to miss out on the next one. Right. Because, you know, it's it's something that is fun and exciting to go out that you've never experienced before. You're right. And that's what is important. You know, it's important to have those kind of things and those outlets and do escape reality too for a while without a doubt man get the hell out of the house it. and go do shit <laughs> I live the show right. I, every day I'm booking guests or talking to agents or emailing vendors or whatever it is we're planning constantly it's uh, 24 hours you know from the last from the day of the last show and to the to the next show I'm I'm planning yeah I mean I'm planning for September already now too and then the markets that are coming up and right I so, see you already, you already have a sideshow market twice it's something 20, June. June 2020 yeah, event June, page on. yeah there's June and um, we'll probably do another one in the fall sometime gotcha but I don't we usually do it in September, but we're doing the convention at the end of September on the 25th. So right. that uh, we might do it in October. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll you have see. any? You have anyone lined up for the June sideshow market yet? No? Not yet. But, okay, yeah. Let's um, not get ahead of ourselves. There's a couple people. I'm thinking of, but you know, they, it's hard because it's a two-day event. Right. It's not. It's not a big it's convention. It's different. Right. So you have to. I really have to be somebody that understands it. Sure. And when they understand it, they come. They have a good time. And, you know, Tony Moran had a line at the door. Ken Seg was a line at the door. Felissa Rose was a line at the door. Kevin Van Hendrick had a line at the door. Like, it's like, it's yeah. crazy that the the scene, too, in Allentown, there's a very big horror scene, and people just like to come there and shop the vendors, and yeah. I make it inexpensive. It's you know, five if, bucks. If I could, I'd make the convention five bucks. But I right. No, I, well, that's <laughs> completely understandable. We're still less expensive yeah. than the other ones. Yeah. And you can I get three-day ticket passes and it's all 20, that. It's, I think it's 25 right now if you buy early. Right. And then it's 30 By the end of the... I think in the next week it turns to 30 Okay. And then it's 30 at the door. Right. So a day. Per day. Per day. People. Per day. I think it's 65 right now or 75 for the weekend. That's great. I keep it the same unless I have other costs and then we have to, you know, bring it up a little bit. But I try to keep everything reasonable. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of planning, a lot of work. But so it's that's a labor of people love. should fucking <laughs> come out and support it because it's awesome. If, if even if you're, a, 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 you know, a uh, 
a casual fan of like horror movies and stuff, you should still come out because it's just well, a good time. And man. you get your money's worth because you can watch. There's a you know there's over 30 independent films playing over the weekend. There's Q and A panels with all of most of the guests, most of them. Um, there's a costume contest. There's photo professional photo ops. There's regular photo ops. You can take pictures at the de- table with them, with yep. them, or at professionally, or you can get autographs. You can get things signed. You want your little Funko Pop box signed. You want posters. And there's 150 vendors where you can buy get, that stuff. Buy that go, stuff. Yep, and go grab and get a time. We right? usually have about 40 booths and about 100 regular tables. Right. Um, so it ends up being about 140, 150 vendors and about 20 to 30 celebrities. Actually, we've been having 40. Right. But I've been trying to keep it down to 20 or 30 because right. it's a little crazy at 40. I'm sure. Um, but um, yeah, it's you know, it's a lot to do. He probably couldn't do it all in one day. I wouldn't think. No. Um, and if you did, if you, if you did, it's yeah. you're rushing. You're not you're not hanging out. You're not mm-hmm. enjoying the moment. You're not you know you're rushing around, and that's one of the reasons why we do. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of reasons why I always do the whole weekend there. One, yeah. it's because it's about two hours away from me, so. I don't want to go there, rush there at the crack of ass in the morning, yeah. rush around and do that, and then go. I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's better. I, than I get out of work. I go home. I take a shower or something. I get everything ready. We go, and that's where we get there late Friday night. And what's good about it is that the show book is a great discounted rate because normally yes. it's like three hundred dollars a night. Yeah, and I think it's around eighty nine. Yeah, for like Friday, and then like one hundred nineteen for Saturday. Yeah, and so like it's really like a joke. Yeah, it ends up being like a hundred bucks a night if you stay three days right so it's it's reasonable you and you're in an awesome hotel it's 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 a nice hotel it's not bed yeah. bug central no. it's a freaking huge hotel they remodeled a City. lot of the rooms too yeah. and they're fixing up a lot of the place which is really nice and um you can go right down to the lobby and you're in the, at the show. That's it. And you don't have to even go outside, but you nope. can go outside and look at the beach and, and walk, walk down the boardwalk. And there's a candy store, a huge candy <laughs> thing right next door that I'm always in, and you can go. Yeah, yeah. And the Hard Rock next door, the Ocean Resort is next to them. Yeah, you can walk the Atlantic City boardwalk if you yeah. want. And the the Hard Rock and Ocean have been very supportive of the show and reached out, and, and so you know everyone kind of works together down there, which I like to see. Sure. So you know I. Um, the uh, the Hard Rock did a couple interviews, I think, with some of the guests before when we had the like the musicians there or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So this show, I'm looking forward to the show. I think it's going to be awesome, and you know we're going to have September coming up soon. And um, the, Stay tuned the, the for fall show, I tend to do more pop culture than okay. this one. So you know we'll, we might have some more pop culture reunions and stuff like that that I'm working on right now. But, okay. Uh, and then look out for the Crash Romeo CD. Too, the Crash up. Romeo CD. Keep your eyes peeled. So, yeah, I don't know give, when. Give, give everybody year. all your social media stuff, Facebook, all that stuff. Okay, so NewJerseyHorrorCon.com is the convention. It's, or you could do NJHorrorCon.com. Facebook is the same. Facebook is NJHorrorCon. Facebook.com slash NJ Horicon. And then we have the Twitter the Twitter and the Instagram. Instagram is NJ Horicon. Yeah. At NJ Horicon. And my page is uh, Facebook.com slash Ryan Scott Weber. Um, I don't think I have my own website. But nice. <laughs> everything's on there. Yeah. You can find me. You can add me as a friend. There's also I have some space left. Yeah, there's also 
a separate Instagram page at Horror Sideshow Market. Yes, yeah, the Horror Sideshow Market.com. Yeah. I have a lot of web pages, but and that's why I can't keep track of them. I think right. we have WeberPictures.com still or Ryan'sGotWeber.com. I'm working on one of them, I know, to bring back up. And okay. Uh, we'll have more because I wrote a new movie, which I don't know when we'll film it, but I uh, have it finished, the script. Awesome. Um, and I love it. So I have worked really hard on it. I've been writing it probably for the past three years since the last movie. Nice. I had the idea kind of right after the last movie, I mean. So and it's it's its own story. And it's cool. It actually, where I grew up in Burnsville, New Jersey, there is an old story of a house that I actually lived in. And I kind of took that story and I turned it into a horror movie. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So um, it's a backstory of it. You know, I changed a lot of it. It's not even the same, but some of it is similar. Okay. Um, I Working like the, title? I have the idea of it. I'm not going to tell you the title. All right. Don't <laughs> you don't someone will steal it. All right. Don't tell me <laughs> it's nothing. one of the best titles of a horror movie. I, I, I love it. So Sounds good to me. Do not want to give it away. <laughs> yeah. Right, keep, right, keep your mouth shut then. That's but, awesome. Yeah, we're hopefully within the next year or two I'll start doing that but I don't know when we'll have time because the convention takes up most of the time. time and then we'll have the band and right. doing that again cool um, but I'm excited for what's to come and we're gonna do some pretty amazing stuff hopefully in the future just keep expanding and trying and I'll be new there things and you'll be there I will with uh, your crew, yeah, my crew, <laughs> my, with my daughter and Nikki, yes. yeah, and we'll be there, and uh, who are great supporters as well. Absolutely. So, um, you know, just make sure you know, share a post, share it. You know, give yeah. us a like. We're almost at fifteen thousand likes on Facebook, which is awesome. I think yeah. we're almost at eleven on Instagram. Instagram. I do all the social media. I do all the the graphics. So uh, we do. I, I'm a, it's a 24 hour thing that we. Uh, oh, I know what it's. I know what it's about. like to promote. I know what it's like to promote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not. You know, I I don't want people to think it's a money grab or anything like that because we're still working on you know just just putting on a good show. Sure. And it's not about the money to me. Right. It's about the show. And Bring as long as together. I can put the show on, I'm yeah. happy. Yeah. You know, that's Same all. here. Like, I always say, if I have one listener or a, or a million yeah. listeners, I'll still keep doing it because I enjoy it. We do do a podcast about the show, which we were doing at the Shared Universe podcast with Ming. Okay. Um, Ming but, Chen. Yeah. But it, would, it took an hour to get there and then an hour to the show and an hour back. Yeah, it's a so mission. So we're thinking of doing the podcast now locally. So we're going to stay tuned for that. It's called Evil Doers Beware. Okay. But I think we've done about seven episodes only. Um, But they're on Spotify and SoundCloud. Okay. Um, We've had Tiffany Shepis as a guest. Very cool. Ming hosts most of them with us. Okay. Um, But my wife Kristen is on it with me, and so was a few different special guests. And um, we've had a... It's been fun, because we talk about the show and what's coming up. Yeah. And we would go live on Facebook, so it was all just one big shot. Nice. Nothing's edited. Yeah, same here. Nothing's edited. And we just do it. But um, we got some... some uh, we're hoping to do the podcast more frequently. Okay. But it's just... Probably after the show. We'll yeah. Wait. Well, it's time-consuming. <laughs> and, and there's not enough hours in the day. I also got married. Had a honeymoon. Turning 40. There's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. You're turning 40. <laughs> That's a big deal. I don't look it. I don't know. Nah, you don't look a day older than 27, Ryan. <laughs> I get 27 a lot. Do you? Believe it or not. Yeah. You see? You see? I'm a good judge. Yeah. And, you know, we'll just... I just keep pushing and working hard and and making the best show I can every time. Um, 
Yeah. And hope people enjoy it. Yeah. So. so all you people that are listening, support this guy and go to NewJerseyHorrorCon.com and buy his DVDs and shit. Yeah. All right? Oh, good. Good. I promise you won't waste an hour and a half. No, not at all. <laughs> if you like independent film, there's a lot of blood and guts. There it is. You got it. Awesome. I appreciate your time, my man. <laughs> Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Jim. Once again, what are the dates for New Jersey okay. Horror Con? March 27th, 8th, and 9th at the Showboat in Atlantic City. Right. It's 5 to 11 on Friday, 10 to 7 on Saturday, and 10 to 5 on Sunday. But after, afterwards, you know, you have, if, if you stay at the hotel or in the outskirts or whatever, if you hang out after the convention is done, you have all these people hanging out anyway. Yeah. The majority of them. So you hang scary out. Okay. Yeah, you're scary okay. So you're hanging out with these people that you grew up watching or in a movie that you love this and, that, and, you, and you talk to them like they're normal people and they're all normal people and it's the yeah. best it's an intimate uh, you know where else atmosphere. are you going to have that you know it's hard it's hard these days exactly and you get to, you know you get to see those people in real life and what they're really like and you know you get yeah. to something signed from your favorite movie so. exactly so New Jersey Horror Con yes be there smarten up we will be we will be <laughs> that's it well we're over here now later